Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to part two of the two-part series, What You Can Do. Issue focus clubs. Um, Yeah, so you want to do the first one? Yeah, so the biggest one that a lot of people know, it's the NRA. I don't think we need to talk much about that, but if your passion is making sure that our Second Amendment rights are held, I would recommend joining your local NRA. I know they, I don't know like much about like when they meet and whatnot, but I know they they have a lot of like opportunities. They do a lot of canvassing, mm-hmm. phone banking. Um, very involved in the political process, and I think I know they also go and shoot guns. So if that's your <laughs> thing, I would highly recommend the NRA. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then the next three are all under the pro life umbrella. Um, Susan B. Anthony list, the right to life and students for life. Um, and I want to talk about, they all do similar things. Susan B. Anthony and students for life. I know the most about, um, Mm -hmm. and they do so with their action. So it's their 501c3s. They have to have a C4 to be able to do political stuff. So typically with their C4, they do things like canvassing, phone banking, text messages, but then also their clubs, they have meetings and um, with Students for Life, I'll talk about them specifically because um, I've been involved with Students for Life technically since like 2017, I believe, um, in my undergrad. And what they do is they have meetings like at your school, you'll have the president will come, they'll have meetings and at meetings you'll talk about maybe pro-life arguments, you'll have a speaker, you'll do phone banking in a meeting, you'll do all these different things um, and then there are conferences. Also, there's the March for Life, which I think everyone should try to go to at least once. It is amazing. It is like my very first March for Life. Um, I like walked off to the side for a second and like cried a little bit because it was just like really overwhelming uh-huh. because it was just so many people. It, it was just so crazy to see so many people here. Number one, for the same cause. And number two, it just it was so light I guess um compared I don't know how else to say because like the women's hopeful hopeful. it was so hopeful and everybody was just so happy um it just was such a good and people were singing and cheering it was just such a great experience and I think that also too seeing so many people agree and come in an agreement for something um like so positive like pro-life stuff so positive seeing all those people it made you feel less alone it made you feel like um it's gave you like you said a lot of hope like we really could overturn like it's possible like we could change the culture we could make abortion unthinkable we really could because you see all these people and if 
everybody is really talking about and everybody's working in various ways to help with pregnancy resource centers, we don't have those down as like a club. But like, I highly suggest you get involved with your pregnancy resource center. Let me tell you one thing. They always need volunteers. There is not a single pregnancy resource center that will be like, nah, I'm good. They always need volunteers and they always need money. You want to know why they need money? Because they're not government funded. So... (laughs) you know, help out your pregnancy resource center. That's another great way to um, put your money where your mouth. If you're pro-life, that's a great way to say, hey, let me see how I can do that. But um, Susan B. Anthony, Right to Life and Students for Life are great organizations to be involved with if pro-life is your biggest issue, if that's something you want um, to really focus on. And I want to add this a little bit too. Um, I don't think, and I want to say this personally, I don't think anyone is less of a person if your biggest issue isn't my biggest issue i think as long as you care about the issue that's what matters but if you if your thing is nra second amendment that is fine i think you should definitely care about being pro-life i think you should be pro-life but like if your second amendment if you're like second amendment protects your pro-life sure however you that's fine i personally think pro-life is the most important thing that's the most important thing to me but i can understand and respect if there are other issues that you might um want to focus more on and i want to say just because you're focusing on one issue doesn't mean you don't care about another issue and that's just an argument i hear a lot lately uh, about people say things about pro-life people but just because i'm talking about this doesn't mean i don't care about something else it just means i'm talking about this right now just because you're more vocal about one issue doesn't mean you're not passionate about any other exactly it's just it's just what the biggest thing that god has on your heart yes and at the moment it's very good too because for there was a time where i was like really big on free speech like you could not i was free speech free speech free speech but now it's changed. It's pro-life. And that's, to me, that's the most important thing going on right now is the issue of abortion. Anyway, um, we probably, let's see. We'll keep going. Maybe we'll just split this up in half. Um, yeah, I'll just split this episode up in half. We'll do a part one and part two. Um, next one, Victoria. <laughs> All right. So if, um, if school choice is your biggest issue, if you want to make sure that parents have are able to decide what education route is best for their kids whether it's public school private school charter school homeschool um parents for educational freedom is a really good organization to be a part of i know they have um they're they're very passionate to make sure that every child's education is met and that they're able to learn the best way they can um, and then Faith and Freedom Coalition is a really good organization. I think it. I think each state has their own, um, and then there's like a national yeah. one. But it's really about bringing faith into politics and ensuring people have their religious freedom, which is kind of one of the main reasons why our country was founded, honestly, is for religious yeah. freedom. And then, um, do you want to talk about Americans for Prosperity? Yeah, so Americans for Prosperity is a, I really, really like them. Um, I did some, I went to their meetings and things like that when I was, um, living in Virginia Beach. And just one thing is we would go to a restaurant and they would pay for our food. So that was fun. Yeah. They'll pay for our food. (laughs) Um, well, it was unlimited appetizers. Um, so like they brought them out and we could get as much as we want. Anyway, but we would do that. But then we'd also have a speaker. 
So that's where I yeah. learned a lot about um, just some of the, uh, like, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I, like, I learned about it. I can't remember the name of it. But it is when um, the government, um, I think it's like, uh, I can't remember what it is. But um, I learned just different things about the government that you just don't learn in school or you just you have to know someone to know about it um and this isn't what I was trying to say but one thing I just remember something else um in the state of Virginia if you are I believe it's uh not anymore they changed it but it was like if you were um if you didn't pay your parking ticket your license was immediately suspended but they didn't notify you you would find out when you got pulled over and they ran your license so you're yeah. Oh God. So, I mean, imagine all the hubbub on that. So, like, they were doing, trying to work and do legislation to get legislation to, like, erase that, to fix that. Because also, too, there were a lot of people who um, had all this, you know, had all these, like, parking tickets, had all these different things that they needed to court fees that they needed to pay, but they couldn't drive because their license. It's just, like, a whole bunch of, it's a lot of things we don't realize because I don't think... Um, it's just never, cause we have so many other things going on in our life. All these things are connected and they're affecting each other, affecting one another, um, that could almost send you to jail. And we don't realize that. And they are interested in that. And they look at those things and they, um, try to work on that. Like we had to talk about that. We had to talk about prison reform and, um, some of the things brought up in that conversation I had never thought of, um, and Mod Pizza, this is how I found out Mod Pizza, the owner of Mod Pizza was a former um pris- uh former um prisoner and he came out and um now he Mod Pizza, he specifically tries to give it to people who have come out of jail so that they can have a second chance because it's very difficult once you've been in jail, even if you've, you know, paid your dues and you know, I'm not once I'm not saying like if you've murdered like sixty people, this is like people who have done things that are like weed, yeah, possession. weed possession, like something minor, um, that arguably doesn't really affect anyone. Things like that. Like, um, you know, he wants to help with that. And though we had to talk about that, I love, love, loved it. Also, they do lobby. And like, there was a point mm-hmm. where it was like once a week, I was going up to Richmond to lobby for just like the random, I was friends with um the leader, uh, the Virginia Beach leader. So he'd be like, what are you doing uh, next week? Uh, I think I, I might have to work. See if you can get out of it. Let's go to that. And like, Oh, another friendship relationship thing. It's really fun. Like that was really fun. We go up to Richmond, we would lobby and we, you know, get lunch and come right back home. And like those things are, it's a great networking. It's fun. And it makes a difference. Last thing about this. I just thought of this. I should have said this earlier. What I loved about Americans for Prosperity was the lobbying because I personally, I love lobby. I think it's so fun. A, but B, we lobby for telemedicine before covid Mm. to have to come to virginia and then covid happened and they brought telemedicine so it was kind of like oh my goodness like we helped with that like i felt like hey i i did something right this year like i might have messed up on other things but hey i helped bring telemedicine which um also too hearing because also too before you go you should definitely like at least look up what you're going to be lobbying for um and you know when i was doing my research and everything i heard all these different um stories about why it's important and it just 
it was cool to see it like come through and then see it come through and then see it actually like help people be beneficial. Um, so yeah, I, as you can tell, I really like Americans for Prosperity uh, and they're nonpartisan, uh, but they're about free market. So, you know, <laughs> you can guess like who more they cater to. Um, yeah. And I think one that uh, I just thought of is conservatives for criminal justice reform. When you mentioned that, um, this is a great organization that is really trying to, um, and it's really what President Trump has been focused on a lot in his administration, trying to um, provide solutions for people to have a more effective uh, criminal justice system. Yeah. Yeah, one thing they talked about... um, and once again, it never crossed my mind because I just, I don't think about, <clears throat> personally, I don't think about prison um, often, but recidivism, I hate to say that word, but you know what I'm trying to say, recidivism, man, that's embarrassing, I can't say the word, but when um, <laughs> people come out, uh, to make sure that people don't go back in jail, so they talked about how, like, if people can't get jobs, you know, it's going to be hard for them to be they're gonna fall yeah, back to be, into right yeah they're gonna fall back into their criminal nature i know for like north carolina a big thing that they worked on here is called the second chance act um and just really providing people who like you said earlier with americans for prosperity who have a minor crime to come out and have opportunity because that's the big thing that they focus on is like okay what can we do to make sure these people that are coming out of jail never have to go back yeah. to jail and rely on that system and rely on um, to provide them opportunities if they so choose yeah. to have a better life for them and their family. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, that's an amazing organization as well. And I think that once again, and these things are super important to you, get involved. And all it takes is just going to the website and finding someone to email. Um just for example, Students for Life, they make it really easy. You, uh, Your state at Students for Life and all of these other organizations is same type of deal. Maybe not the state and then the club, but like something like that. You just go to the website, find someone to email, reach out to that person, make a contact and then go to the meetings, show up to the events, like just put yourself out there and you'll be making an a real difference and you can and you'll also have stuff to back up what you're talking about um I wish I could have talked a little bit more about some of the stuff um I learned in um at American for Prosperity but like you know when it was more fresh and we would have the conversation with my friends I could say well actually in blah 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 and it just it makes for a better dialogue as well um yeah because I get to live with someone who he always has the talking points and the facts for like to have talking points, (laughs) but not everybody has that ability to be married to a politician. But um, these groups are great to kind of get involved. And like my advice, if you don't know where to start, start with your local GOP. That would be the number one thing. Either you can, they have an email, Facebook page, all of that. Your local GOP does. If you have any questions, you can definitely reach out to me. And I know Mallory for sure. Like, we can definitely guide you. I mean, if uh, I guess before we finish, Mal, what clubs are you a part of? Um, so I am part of Young Republicans. Um, I am part of the Charlotte Mecklenburg 
Republican Women's Club. I, um, so I'm not a part of a Turning Point Club, but I go to like just about every conference you can. So I guess I can say I'm part of Turning Point. Um, now, is Turning Point college only, or do they have like, can you go in as like a young Republican? Like, a you can go in, um, as not a college person. Um, they're just, they accept college people first. But you can go in as a not okay. to any of their conferences as a not college person. I think though okay. you might not like they offer a hotel room. I think they might not offer you a hotel room. But like you can go to the conference and okay. stuff like that. Um, and then I'm part of Young Women for America. I'm part of Students for Life. Um, and I mean, I don't know too much about the Americans for Prosperity, but my heart is still in the one in Virginia Beach. So, gotcha. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I would say definitely my local GOP. I'm the social media chair for the Guilford County GOP. Um, I am the chairwoman for the Guilford County Young Republicans. So if anyone wants to come, we're about to jumpstart 2021. So let me know if you're interested in joining. Um, I am part of Greater Greens for Republican Women, as well as we have the Northwest Republican Women here in Guilford County as well. So we have like two separate chapters. Um, I think that's it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> always add on. Well, I guess my non my non political one is we're also members of the Pleasant Garden Lions Club, oh. which is like your Lions Clubs is kind of like an adult version of like a sorority or fraternity. Oh. The big thing is just kind of giving back to the community and volunteering and stuff like that. Oh, that kind of sounds fun. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We haven't had meetings because of COVID, but it's just like they're always part of the parade, like the Christmas parades. And the big thing is like the big, um, I guess, demographic that the Lions focuses on is uh, people with impaired eyesight. Oh. And so kind of like collecting glasses and giving people who have like kind of impaired eyesight, especially like children, like making sure that. They get to go to, like, a camp every year and, like, kind of focusing really in on that. And see what I like a lot about that is I feel like that's not something that – that's not the common one. That's not something that everybody – like, once again, that's another thing that doesn't – I wear glasses and contacts, and I don't really think about other people who have to – too so i like i love when organizations have um charities or things like that that aren't as common i like that a lot Mm -hmm. okay so um we're definitely going to split up this episode um and i maybe we'll split it here i don't know we'll see um but the next thing we're going to talk about is something that victoria knows really well so she's going to do most of the talking i'll probably have questions here and there um because I'm actually interested in this myself, uh, not anytime soon, but maybe in the future, who knows? Um, We're going to talk about one of the greatest things you can do if you are just so frustrated with how everything is and you want to make a real change and a real difference, you can run for something. Okay, Victoria, tell us from the beginning your tips, your steps, what should you do? All right, so like Mal said, if Republican clubs are just not doing it for you, if issue-focused clubs are just not doing it for you, and you have, like, a true passion to just just dive head on in, let's run for something. So, I kind of have some, like, and, and I guess I'll give, like, context. So, like, my husband um, ran for office. 
he, prior to his own race, ran two or three races for John Hardister, who is um, a North Carolina house majority whip, and actually who set us up. That's how we met. And then um, this past election cycle, I also ran two local campaigns, one for county commissioner, one for school board, and then a social media for a third county commissioner candidate. She knows what she's talking about, y'all. Yeah, I've done a lot. I knew way too much about (laughs) (laughs) But um, way too much about the system. But I can give you some tidbits. And this is really what our blog, Bat Political Couple, really focuses on. It's kind of like, okay, like this is what we've learned running for office and being in the political world. And if you decide you want to do it, this is what you can learn from us. So the f- number one thing you need to do, if you feel like God is calling for you to run for office, you need to talk to your family about it. When we interview other political couples and we ask them what advice you have for someone running for office for the first time, every single couple has said, you need to make sure everyone is on board family-wise, your spouse, your children, because it is, it's a lot. It's a lot of time. I mean, what people don't realize, it's filing for office for, um, like, whether it's midterms or, like, a presidential year office, Filing is December of the year before. So it's really December to November process. And most will announce a couple months prior to that December filing that they're running for office. So it's really about a year and a half to two years of your life that's focusing on this race. And it really, it is a lot like, I mean, you... uh, can't move anywhere um a lot of your life is kind of like okay like this is what the race we're running for and it's great because it's like you're getting so involved in your community and like oh i mean it does take a special person and a special couple to want to do that that. but your life revolves around politics and like this race and so it's a long stressful process that it involves literally the entire family like you can den- like candidates can deny it all they want they can tell their wives you don't have to be involved tell their kids you don't have to be involved but on god <laughs> you need like you're you need your spouse involved like there's no way you're going to succeed if they're not and there's no way you're going to succeed if they're not happy that you're doing it like it's like because it does take a lot of your time i mean we're canvassing most weekends we're going to events during the week especially pre-covid it like it's an exhausting process and so you have to make sure your spouse and your children are on board because not only are like your face and people are going to say nasty stuff about you they're also going to call out your spouse and your family Mm. too unfortunately And your your spouse and your and that's the thing too. I recommend on your palm card put a picture of your family. That really does make a difference. And so like your family's face is going to be everywhere too. It's not just your face going out; it's your family's face. And so that's really the number one thing you have to do is make sure your family's on board. 
Alright, so your family is on board. Second thing you need to do, you need to write down your top two to three issues. And based on what your top two to three issues are, will determine what's the best seat for you to run for. Yeah. Um, If you're upset about how the school district is being run, run for school board. If you don't like the increase in property taxes or how your county is spending money, run for county commissioner. If you're upset with the concept of expanding health care or how the state is spending money on education or how, um, I mean, even like, or how like police reform or anything like that, that would be best for running for a state house or a state senate. And also a lot of times too is like police reforms, also your county commissioners, because they're the ones that fund the, um, the county police department, like the sheriff's department, and then your cities will fund like the city police department. And see, so just it, a side note, stuff like that you yeah, learn yeah. when you're in the process. I promise you, people did not know that. Keep going. Oh, nobody knows what a county commissioner yeah. does. I didn't even know what they did until I ran a county commissioner's race. And so and it's funny too because here we had the Democrat county. Commissioner candidates in Guilford County, the only thing they campaigned on was education. Well, for a county commission, commissioner, the only thing they do is approve the budget for the school board. So really everything they wanted to do was actually better. What they were saying they want is better fit for the school board. Oh, race. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's funny because... I mean, people who are voting doesn't doesn't know what a county commissioner does. Yeah, a lot of people do not. So, just kind of, what are your top priorities? Um, I mean, the state. If you're concerned with what's going on in the state, that would definitely be like, and that's the best way to say like, okay, are you concerned with your count, like your school board, school board? Are you concerned with what's going on in your town, town council or city council? Are you concerned with what's going on in your county? county commissioners are you concerned with what's going on in the state how do you better state house or state senate um and so that's kind of the second thing i would recommend is write down the your top issues to determine okay this is the right seat for me because i can't tell you how many people i've seen that based on what their issues are it's not the right seat for them yeah because i don't think people know uh, there's so many positions and there's so many positions that are left mm-hmm. open that people just don't know what yep. they are. So people and all people really know about is like, I know who the president is and who my senator is. And that's kind of it. Um, yep. And you and I can't reinforce this enough. Your local candidates are what affects you the most. And they care about you the most, too. Yep. And they will. I can't tell you how many people are like, I emailed the president. I never heard back. <laughs> and it's like, well... Yeah, but if you email your local officials, they will most likely get back to you and actually make a change. Yeah, yeah. Local elections are so important. That's another thing I always want to push on this podcast and in my life. Like your local elections are so important. Your local leaders, they are the ones that are going to affect you and they care about you. A lot of times when people, well, never mind, I'm not going to say that, but we know how, I mean, you know, everybody listens to this is smart. You guys know how things 
happen once people get to certain positions. Anyway, continue on. What's the third thing? <laughs> and it's also hard because I mean, I will give grace to those elected officials in D.C. It's very hard to stay connected with your state and your Absolutely. district because you are away so yeah. much. And so that's what what's easier about local and state um, politicians is they're usually not – I mean, your state, they'll be in Raleigh a couple of days, and most of the time they will just commute back and forth if it's like an hour or two out. And um, even like your local officials, like county commissioner, they literally live in the county. <laughs> they're not driving too yeah. far. And so just that that's really if you have like an, and and most of the time it's them emailing you back where like if you're trying to email like your congress person or your senator it's usually staffers that are emailing. I was going to say if you emailing intern, a local like when you I I was responding to your email <laughs> Yeah if you're like emailing like John Hardister you're talking to John Hardister and if you're emailing your county commissioner, you're talking to your county commissioner. And I can't tell you how many emails they go through. I can't tell you. Like, even, like, Sebastian just being on John's staff would have hundreds of emails coming a day. Mm. And they do their best to get back to you. It might be, it might take them a week, but they will get back to you. So, number one thing, make sure your family's on board. You decide to run. Two thing, make sure you have your top two to three issues to de- determine what role is the best fit for you? The third thing, and this is the thing that most people do not realize, is your work flexible enough for you to run for office? So most elected offices, they're part-time. You need to have a primary income coming in. Whether that's you, that that's your spouse, your family has money, you've been able to save over the years, you have a small business, However, you get money in, you have to have a primary way to get money in. Because it's not until you go to D.C. where you have that six-figure salary. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's funny because the for North Carolina, and this is something you really need to consider, if you're wanting to run for the North Carolina House or the North Carolina Senate, we pay $12,500 a year. Oh, my goodness. It's a part time, but it's a full time job. You're, you can't like for me. I work a normal nine to five Monday through Fridays. There's no way I'd be able to work my normal job and then go to Raleigh. And that's why you see a lot of, it's a lot of older representatives, people who um, have small businesses and their businesses are able to function on their yeah. own. That's why you see a lot of those people in the state houses in senates now other states it's a full-time position but that's how it is in north carolina and I, so if you're i did not know it was that like there are like private schools in charlotte that cost more than that a year that's so crazy yeah now granted they do get like a per diem so like they get kind of travel money and all that so it will be about maybe fifty thousand dollars total with per diem but it's still you're not, not getting rich yeah. being in public service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely need to make sure you have a secondary income coming in. Um so if your primary income's not flexible like mine, then you really can't run for a state house or senate. 
And that's the thing too, you need to check if you are deciding to run, you do need to check what the salary is. So if, if, if it does pay full time and you're, are able to do it, then that's great. But if it's not like in North Carolina, then you should probably look at like a county or a local, a more local position like town council or city council, county commissioner, school board. Um, you probably need to look at there because a lot of the times you are able to work a normal nine to five job and then go to meetings in the evening you will have an occasional meeting during the day but it's not like when you're in raleigh from nine to five and so um if you have determined all three if you have assessed all three of the questions like your family's on board you know what your top two or three issues are for what you want to run for. If you have the flexibility in your job to run, congrats. I think you're ready to run for something. Woo! Woo. So, here's my advice. Yes, the midterms are two years out. But people are already announcing for midterms. Um, people are already announcing their intention to run for 2022 elections. And if you really think about it, you have about a year to prepare before you even have to file. And that is not long, Mm -mm. especially if you're not already involved somehow in the local party. If people have no idea who you are and you just happen to pop up on a ballot, then they're kind of suspicious. I mean, especially in the primary, like they're going to vote for the person that they know over the person that might be better qualified, but it's never shut up to a meeting. So my number one advice for you, get involved now with your local party because 50% of your volunteers are probably going to be coming from the party and they will be more inclined to help you if they know who you are and are friends with you. Oh, that's because it, it really like, I don't, I really don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of that people want to feel comfortable. They want to know who's being represented, especially if from the party's perspective, if we're going to bust our butts to try to get you elected, we have to be comfortable with who yeah, you are. Yeah, we'd have to trust you. Mm-hmm. And so really, like, you have to get involved now with the local party. And especially if you're trying to avoid a primary, this is the second piece of advice. Get involved now with your local community. If you show how involved and how well connected you are in the local community, um, that really does make a difference. And it really does um it really does show that to the community that you're just not coming around during the time to get votes. You're just not coming around during the election. That's the big thing that even in the local party too, like the local party in the community, people want to make sure you're still gonna be involved when election time's over. They want to make sure that their voice is being heard, that wherever, whether it's the county, the state, the school board, they want to make sure their voices are being heard. And so you need to make sure that you're getting involved in the community, learning what's going on in the community, what the community, their pain points are. That's a huge thing to do. So that's my two advices a year prior to filing for midterms. Um, just really get involved to show that you care about the community, that you care about the party, especially when it comes to primaries. Because in the end with the primaries, it's just who's more Republican. 
I guess yeah. would be the best way to put it. And honestly, like, and with these type of seats, it's whose name sounds the most familiar. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you need to get your name idea up. And that's what people don't realize, especially with these local offices. It's really whoever has the best name ID. Mm-hmm. Because, mo- like, Republicans are going to vote Republican. Democrats are going to vote Democrat. It's just independence that you have to gear yeah. towards. And you have to make sure you have that name ID. That's why there's so much effort into billboards and yard signs and door knocking and fun banking. That's why we do it is to get the candidate's name ID out there. I know someone who <laughs> said they voted um, for, like, there was, like, three or four uh people or three or four positions and they didn't know anything about but they just voted for someone who had the better sounding name so like it yeah and <laughs> definitely and like when i was at the polls i had independence that said um if i don't know if i don't really know the position if i don't know either of the people i usually just vote for the woman to give women more opportunity oh that's interesting yeah yeah mm-hmm. there's people who do all that um so your name is so important because like at the end of the day if people recognize your name, um, that's who they're going to vote for. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's – I honestly think that's how Trump got through the primary. It's people knew who Trump was. Yeah. He's been rap – he was in rap songs and had his own TV show and he has all these buildings. Like, it's really, like, your name ID is huge. And, you know, I I don't want to bring this man up. But I think that's how Roy Cooper got elected, too, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's I 100% because he got so many free TV hours mm-hmm. because of his COVID. Um, and that's, that's an interesting point, too, because we have seen with 2020, it's the year the incumbent winning for the most part. Huh. And um, I really, truly believe it's because of COVID because of the media following it so much and these are the people that are speaking out about it speak that are talking about it are the incumbents because it is very hard for someone going up against an incumbent to really get media attention yeah, yeah. so that i think that that's partly why like it's the year of the incumbent because if you really look at it like in north carolina literally nothing's changed i know like it's still a our senators stayed the same for the most part. Our congressmen and women stayed the same besides some redistricting. Um, our governor stayed the same. We still have a lieutenant Republican. We the Neither the Democrats nor the Republicans flip seats other than when it comes to our judges. Yeah. That's a very Those, good point. I didn't even think and, that. I mean, the Republicans kept the majority of the House and the Senate. They didn't get a supermajority. So it's literally the year of the incumbents is the best way to put it, besides President Trump. But, I, well, in North Carolina, we still elected Trump. Yeah. So literally for North Carolina, it's the gear of the incumbent. Yeah, that's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's A lot of people got um, the free TV hours talking about what was going on with COVID and things like that. Wow. Especially how expensive it was this year to have ads. Yeah. If you, I don't know if y'all noticed, but there's hardly any local TV ads. It was all for Tom Tillis, Cal Cunningham, Donald Trump, Joe yes. Biden, some Roy Cooper, some um, Dan Forrest. But there's no TV ads for 
local state and house senate or there's hardly any there's especially none for county commissioner and school board and usually you'd have some for those but it's just so expensive and you can thank bloomberg for that for what he did during the democrat primary essentially buying all these tv slots because he ramped up the price hmm this is all very interesting Yeah, so what questions do you have for someone wanting to run for something? Um, I guess my biggest question, if someone's running for something, is, like, what is your motivation? Like, mm-hmm. why do you why do you want to do this, and why do you feel like you are the one to do this? Definitely, and I think, and, and the crazy thing is, it's, like, People think of politicians as power-hungry, crazy people. And, like, that's not the case for, like, 99% of the, yeah. like, the passion. And, like, I mean, even both Republicans and Democrats, it's not it's not for the power. It's each – everyone wants to leave this country better than they saw yes. it. And you can – and the thing is, we both – or both Republicans and Democrats are coming at it from a different perspective. Like Republicans believe our country's better off with free market. The Democrats believe our country's better off with more government um, programs. Program, <laughs> and make the government needs to be more involved. And it's just in the at the end of the day, politicians just want to better their communities. Yeah. And I think that's something we need to do better at giving grace. Is politicians just want to do better with their communities. Another thing is I want people to remember is that no politician's perfect. Yes, yeah. And that, and look at, like, if you think about it, no politician is getting 100% of the votes. Even if they're, like, even if they're going up um, without, like, no one's challenging them, yeah, they're still not getting 100% of the vote because people will drop off and not vote for them. Yeah. That or people to write in, like they're not getting a hundred percent of the vote, and so just remember, like they're like you can agree to disagree. If you disagree with a politician, run against them. If you don't agree with how they're doing stuff, that's when you know you need to run against. Yeah, them. but remember, give them grace, and remember they're just doing the best that they can with what they believe is the best way to go. Yeah. And I want to add another thing, too, is you're never going to agree with everything every politician does. And that's okay. You're not going to always agree. And that is okay. And it's okay to say that, too. You can say, I love this politician, but you know what? I don't agree on this particular issue. You can still support them. You can still support them. You can still love them. Um, Definitely. Because, I mean, like Victoria said, they're all human. Everybody is human and everybody makes mistakes. Everybody puts forth, um, I think for the most part, everyone is putting forth their best effort. And I think we have to remember that. We have to remember that. And also to like the very, the things in your heart, and I guess we can end on this, the things in your heart, the things that are like really, really affecting you, a politician isn't going to help with that. No matter who's in office, if you, I hate to say this, but if you are a lazy person, you're going to still, you know, not have a job if you're a lazy person. 
So you also have to remember that too. We can't blame every issue on a particular politician, on our politicians, because there are things that we can work on ourselves. But like Victoria said, I do genuinely think, especially on the local level, that everybody really does just want to help. Like they just want to do something. They want to do their part to help us. How they do, how they go about it will be a, a little different depending on who they are and what their um, platform and background is, but they really do want to help. And I think that when we come and realize that we can um, be offer grace and we can be kinder, we can maybe rethink what we're typing on their page. <laughs> we can maybe rethink that email that we're sending. Um, if you're angry about something, if we just remember that we're all human and I really do think everybody wants to help and they're genuinely trying their best. Definitely. And I mean, you making fun of the candidate or the politician isn't going to, isn't going to help them hear your side, understand your side, and maybe even trying to find a way to Yet you're, you're not convincing anyone making fun of right. I mean, I've, I've seen like with our friends, like people are like making fun, like someone, and I'll give an example of Sebastian, someone commented on one of Sebastian's posts saying, you're no king. <gasps> and it's like, that's literally my last name, Sebastian King. Someone else like commented on one of our other friends posts, like saying like making fun of how skinny he is and like making fun with or like how he looked and what is the purpose of like, that? <laughs> exactly. And and I mentioned this like I think like a couple podcasts ago that I was on was there's a difference between holding your elected officials accountable and just straight up bullying. Yeah. Them. And when you're calling them out on anything but policy that's not holding your um, elected officials accountable. If you talk, if you email them policy related, if you don't cuss, or if you're polite about policy that you disagree with them on, and you ask to meet with them or have a phone call with them, they will most likely meet with you or talk to you about it. If you send them an email calling them a racist or calling them like derogatory names or making fun of their appearance or making fun about their family or even like threatening their lives they're not going to respond to you at all yeah that's not if you yeah exactly if you truly are passionate about a situation if you truly want a change like for example if you truly believe that we need to expand medicaid or medicare in the state of north carolina and you really want the Republican majority to do that, then you should um, send an email to your elected official and just be polite about it and just go, okay, this is why I believe we should expand it. This is the situations in my life. This is the situations that my family's gone through. And give them reasonings for why they need to expand it besides your stereotypical talking points or derogatory language if you go in there with them with facts and personal experience that will go a lot further than you bullying them on social media commenting nasty things on their posts, all this stuff 
They want to hear from their constituents. They want to hear from you. They want to make sure that your voices are being heard. Now, if you have a politician that doesn't do that, if you're if your um house or senate um member just straight up straight up ignores you then that's when you need to kind of do a decide okay maybe i should run against mm-hmm. them and that's the thing that people need to remember if you don't like who's in charge right now their job uh they're trying to they're um uh, their contract renewal is every two to four years, depending on the seat. And you can decide whether you're going to renew their contract or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do when you mm-hmm. vote. So if you're not happy with things are going, the least you can do is go out and vote. Now, we're asking you is to get involved because if you truly are angry or upset, then get involved. We need help. We need all the help mm-hmm. we can get. I sit on three boards. I'm tired. <laughs> like, I was out a ton during, like, passing up material. I spent all my weekends during early voting um, being a poll grader. I'm tired. So, if you, like, are passionate, get involved. Yes. yes, seriously. Get involved. Get off the internet. Get off Facebook, get off Instagram, get off Twitter, and get involved. Everybody needs help. I do not think you can show up to any meeting or any group with any organization and they'll be like, no, we have enough. I promise you, everybody needs help. And if we can get more people involved, we can get more done. Yeah, we can get more Republicans elected. This race for every, just about, I mean, there are a few that were blowouts, but for the most part, a lot of races were a little too close for comfort. What I mean by that yep. is, obviously, I want the Republican conservative elected, but also, too, it just shows how divided we are. Because I think if there, you know, if a race was like 70-30 or even like 80-20, okay, we're not that divided. But if it's like 49.2 and 49.3, okay, that is a huge divide. There, something is going on. Anyone could have won that race. We need to do something. And I think this getting involved is the way to close that gap. We, I think everyone who is involved in any way with politics is thinking of new strategies, new ways now to figure out how to make this country better and figure out how to, um, you know, I personally am concerned about socialism, how to stay away from our country becoming socialist. And I don't just mean the president seat. I mean, like, you're local. Like, look at some of the local races. There are some people who got in that, like, wait a second, how did this person get in? So the best... Yep, I mean, in Guilford County, our Greensboro City Council said they were for defending the police. And... We elected county commissioners that admitted they were for defunding the police and just taking money away from public safety. Yeah, so, like, that could easily have been, like, if people were paying attention and getting involved and doing, that could have easily have not happened. I I honestly yeah. think, especially in, like, in, like, a North state like North Carolina, like, 
we let a lot of things slide that should not have. Um, but we have to wrap this up because we have been going. Um, if I don't split this up, this will be uh an hour and thirty minutes, and you know we can't do those. Yeah, lines. we're chatting, yeah. and that's okay. Um, that's why I will split it up, and honestly, you'll be back and everything, so we can talk more. Um, just to put a, a nail in the coffin, get involved. Do not yes. um don't hesitate. Do not feel like, oh, I'm I don't know enough, I'm not worthy, blah blah blah. Just do it. Reach out to somebody, take that step of faith, reach out and get involved. Um so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions on anything, please reach out to Victoria or myself and we do, we can help you. I love when people ask me questions. I love when you guys want information on X, Y, and Z. So please do not hesitate to reach out. I also want to remind you guys that um, till the end of November, so it'll be about nine or so days um, from when this airs, uh, I am collecting money for um, my to purchase pads and tampons for my local women's shelter. We are almost at our goal of $200, um, which, you know, I think can get a substantial amount of pads and tampons. And it's getting colder outside, so the shelters are filling up. And we just want to do our part. Um, That's just something I think as women, we know how important these items are. So I just, I wanted to do my part and I wanted all of us to do it together in that. Also, I want to remind you, Christmas is coming up. And we have really cute merch on the site. Um, I like a lot of our stuff. I think our logo and everything is super cute. So if you want to show everyone that you're an other girl or anything like that, head over to the site. And then lastly, I want to tell you guys really quick about um, this really cute small business called Burn Bags. And I will tag them below. But um, the founder, the lady who makes the bags, it was super, super sweet. And um, she gave me a bag and then she gave me a bag to do a giveaway. So on Sunday, I, I'm sorry, on Monday, I will be posting the parameters of the giveaway because my birthday is next Sunday, um, is the 29th. And um, the giveaway will go through that. So it's kind of like a giveaway birthday thing of a bobber. Um, that and real quick tell them about the burn bag so the woman who makes them is a volunteer firefighter and i'm actually guilford county where i am i actually have her up right here and so she makes the bags out of is it fire hose yeah fire hose yeah out of um commissioned fire hoses yep decommissioned fire hose the bags are beautiful they're They're very sturdy There's so many different styles. Like, there's, like, a bigger tote bag, a small purse. She even has, like, a little bag for you to put a wine bottle in, which is, like, really cute. A really cute Christmas idea for, like, a gal pal. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll be doing the contest for that. And she gave me a discount code, which is MAL, M-A-L. Um, and it has worked all the way up to December 24th. So that's really exciting. And I'll, oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'll do a uh, a post about it and I'll do the giveaway. Uh, but I did want to mention it in the podcast because it's really cute and it was really sweet of her um, to do that. And I really think during Christmas, and I'm actually going to have um, on the blog, I'm going to put out a list of different small businesses. I really think this Christmas we should be supporting small businesses um, the best we can. I understand, you know, financially, if you maybe need to go to Walmart 
But if you can find an alternative at a small business for whatever it is that you want to get, I think that would be so great because a lot everybody's been affected by this COVID situation. Yep. And I mean, some states are about to go back down on lockdown and it would just I know we are. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So it'll just mean a lot to all of these people um if you can support their small businesses. So I'll have that list yep. and um get stuff from her get stuff from all the other people on the list anyway thank you guys so much for listening um you have a good rest of your week bye bye guys thank you for listening to those other girls with mallory and bailey make sure you like comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.